Hello and welcome to Shades and Layers. I'm your host, Kukwanus Kusana Ritchie. Today, my guest is Casey Ariel Richardson, founder of Blaze Group LLC, a digital platform that gives black women entrepreneurs access to capital, knowledge and mentorship. They are also the owners of the Webby Award-winning biannual Blaze Virtual Summit, which brings together thousands of businesswomen from across the world for five days of keynotes, workshops, education, sharing, music, and networking. Now, it goes without saying that the COVID-19 pandemic was simultaneously a curse and a blessing. So much lost and so much gained in what was virtually a lifetime compressed into two years, right? And uh, Casey's story highlights these facts about the year 2020 and beyond. And we go into the details of what it is that led her up to saying goodbye to her high-paying finance career to launch her work-from-anywhere venture in Africa during the pandemic. You will love this interview. Casey really brought a lot of energy and wisdom to the table. She's also vulnerable, not in a shallow way where you're questioning whether this is genuine or not, or oversharing or not, but in a real way, truly bearing her soul. You'll be left feeling that she's a true leader who's going places. You will also feel empowered to navigate your personal and professional situations with strength and passion. All right, here we go with this week's Shades and Layers. Please describe your work, both in a practical mm-hmm. sense and the deeper meaning you attach to what you do. Mm, beautiful. Um, so the work that I do is all about edifying Black female entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, we do that at scale by leveraging tech-enabled solutions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want people to have to have a car to access us. We don't want them to have to be on a plane to access us uh, so much Um, of business knowledge around the world is contained in every towers um, inside of boardrooms where uh, only those who have been privileged can access it, right? Mm -hmm. And so we bring world-class knowledge, uh, we being Blaze Group LLC, Mm -hmm. we bring world-class knowledge to Black women around the world um, in accessible ways. So uh, that is through an online portal called Blaze Knowledge Academy. That is through yes. an app on Android and iPhone called Table and Tribe. That is through mm-hmm. a semi-annual virtual summit that has uh, people from all around the world called the Blaze Virtual Summit, right? Um, mm-hmm. That is our aim to edify Black female entrepreneurs. And the deeper meaning that I prescribe to this work is taking what big mama gave me, my great grandmother, who had the community on her back and the family on her back, uh, my parents on her back. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and she did the best that she could with a third grade education. I mean, better than good. She was, she also, right. was three times as good as her peers mm-hmm. that worked alongside mm-hmm. her. Right. And so given that, you know, my ancestors, our ancestors have pushed us farther along than they were given their circumstance, um, I see it as my responsibility, right, to push that mantle even farther to say, Big Mama do the be- did the best that she could and she was the last one on the ladder. She did not ask for help, right? Mm-hmm. She did not know how to um, care for herself. She did not know what balance was, right? And so as I create space and, 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 and protect Black women, um, the deeper meaning that I prescribe to this, the, the reason that I provide accessible solutions to the world is because... That is the, the the minimum standard in my life. If it feels painful, I'm not doing it. If I don't feel safe, I'm not going in there, right? If you if you don't already understand, I'm not trying to convince you of why mm-hmm. we are good enough, yep. right, to yep. access. So, yeah, that's 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 the deeper meaning for me. Like creating a world where Black women can live in the the land of plenty with ease. Wonderful, beautiful, beautiful. And what sparked? This idea for Blaze, you know, this articulation of this purpose that you're describing, how did it come to you and why did it take the form of Blaze Group? Mm, uh, That's a great question. So um, the why was the fact that I spent over a decade in in corporate America structuring multi-billion dollar loans Mm -hmm. and it was so sexy. Okay. It was uh, sounds like invigorating it, yeah. <laughs> to, you know, talk to the CEOs of 
Uber and Pinterest and Microsoft and Dell. I mean, all of these were my clients, right? Um, But in the work that I did, I never worked alongside another Black woman, ever. Not one time did I work Mm -hmm. alongside another Black woman, Mm -hmm. right? And so this showed me that while this was sexy, while this was invigorating, right, this this knowledge wasn't making it to the streets, right? And then... Never did I give a loan to a black business, which meant that these billions of dollars that I was passing through every single day, right? Not losing sleep over it, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this type of access wasn't being given to my community. So in 2020, when for the first time in my career, I had the privacy, given we were shut, you know, shut in, quarantining, quarantining, yeah, okay. uh, sheltering in place. And civil unrest was going on and I could go into the streets of Oakland. I worked in in San Francisco, but I lived in Oakland and I could walk outside of my doorstep and march in the streets, right? Mm -hmm. Crying out loud, Mm -hmm. crying aloud for equity, right? And for them to see us and and, and, and so many things, right? It was my first time being able to experience that alongside this dope stuff I was doing. And as I was rubbing shoulder to shoulder, Kay, with people who were bold and leaders invited, it it did something for me. It was like, no, this is who I have to provide this for. (laughs) Like, like these are the people who are worthy Mm -hmm. today, right? Mm -hmm. And so, again, that was in 2020. And in October of 2020, I left. I left to bet on myself. I didn't have the blueprint, the plan, et cetera, but I knew that I was always at least three times as good and that was good enough. So uh, it was at that moment Mm -hmm. that I bet on myself Mm -hmm. and I just built as I went. First, it was Richardson and Co. And then I uh, ended up speaking on a stage for... Uh, a big summit and the CEO of the company was like, no, nah, you on fire. You bigger than Richardson and Co. That's your personal brand. You blaze. He said, make an acronym for that this weekend. He said, buy a logo for that this weekend. He said, I'm telling you, right? So that was, uh, nice. you know, nice. what was that? Four months into my journey and the rest mm-hmm. is history. Mm-hmm. Oh, wonderful. And now you're living in Kenya. I am. So in October, I bought a ticket to Dubai for a whole month. I left on October 27th. It wasn't going to come back until uh, November 27th. And I said to myself, if Trump wins, I'm not coming back to the States. Mm -hmm. Again, I didn't need the blueprint. I didn't, but I I made that decision for myself because I wanted to feel safety, right? And I wanted to construct a life, right? For myself that felt good. Uh, The month away felt amazing. And and that's when I started writing a business plan. I built a business where I wasn't dependent on location, where I could be anywhere in the world. That's where it started. Got back. Uh, Trump didn't win, right? But I was only back for nine days. Nine days. And I said, now I got to go again. So then I went to Zanzibar for a month, right? (laughs) And I I started pushing out my my new brand, right? Myself as a business owner on social media, amazing reception, et cetera, right? I fell in love in Zanzibar as well. (laughs) So many beautiful things, right? (laughs) And um, I said then, like, nah, I want to stay in Africa. My daddy, he was scared. He was like, come on back home. You got a business to launch, et cetera. (laughs) I came back home, but Kay, I was only home for uh two or three weeks mm-hmm. three weeks max before mm-hmm. i just told my family look i'm buying a one-way ticket to the continent and i'm going to be there for at least a year and so where i went was cape town for a year that's where um, i was from february of 20 20- <laughs> oh yes uh february 2021 through february of 2022 of this year i loved mm-hmm. that year so much i decided oh. to stay and so i came up with some Nairobi to try this out for a while um but it's just been a a, a quest of loving myself, um, indulging in pleasures today, right? And, mm-hmm. and again, proving to women, this this isn't a theory. I live this. I do this every day. I, I, I wouldn't recommend anything that I wasn't willing to do myself, right? And so as I've learned how to be a digital nomad and how to scale with ease, right? I package that real time and I teach Black women how to do that on top of all of the things I learned in corporate America um, that were more, you know, yeah. cookie yeah. cutter, <laughs> great, great. So how do you incorporate that knowledge from tech into the products that you offer uh, mm-hmm. that make it like a structured, easy to follow method mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah, education for, for black women? Yeah, that's such a good question. So one thing that tech taught me was that disruption happens quickly, right? Blockbuster saw 
that red boxes were popping up where people didn't have to go in the car, park, go inside, go to the shelves, pick up things, go to the cashier, check out, go back to the car, go home and come back. They saw a red box happening where people on their way out of a grocery store or out of a gas station, they could conveniently, right, put their money in, get a video out and take it back. They didn't do anything. Then they saw Netflix come, right? Mm -hmm. Where Netflix was mailing the DVDs to people's houses. Blockbuster still didn't move. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then they started streaming, right? Blockbuster is gone, right? And you mm -hmm. can see now that Netflix has created something that Hulu has re replicated, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. Amazon Prime, I could go on and on and on, right? So tech is a space where disruption happens very, very, very quickly. And it is always about ease. Ease is always the reason that we move from one way of doing something to another, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And so... Um, in creating Blaze, right? Um, that is how I lead, right? Um, and, 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 and that's important to me. It is, it is important for me to be agile and watch what's up and coming yeah. so that I quickly adjust and not become stubborn because the world will leave me behind, right? Right. Um, so when I uh, built the app, for instance, right? I said, okay, Casey, I have an iPhone that I paid $1,500 for, yet they send me updates almost every single night. They iterate as they go. They refine as they go. So I'm not going to wait for perfection. I'm going to send it out and wait for the feedback. And those are the tweaks I'll make. I'll see mm. what people are desiring. And those are the tweaks that I make, right? And so it's not a, a, a matter of being perfect before I come out. Technology gives me the ability, right? Because you can switch the website every day if you want to. Mm -hmm. I can change my mm -hmm. app every day mm -hmm. if I want to, right? Um, and so I've just been adjusting real time. The same is true for the summits, the the the, the Webby Award. The, the, we were honored by the Webbies for Best in Business and Finance in our very first summit in Wonderful. 2020. Oh, wow. Right? Completely bootstrapped, right? Completely horizontal. I did not pitch for sponsorships or any of that stuff. It was it was a uh, Issa Rae moment of I'm going to work horizontally, right? And we're going to climb together. I don't got time for that, right? <laughs> uh, and in that, right, I had, we had just come out of a, or we were still in it, right? A pandemic where all of a sudden DJ Nice blew up because he was playing, mm -hmm. he was DJing on yes. IG Live, right? Watching all of that. None of that was true before before the pandemic. But I said, oh, well, let me bring DJs into this summit. It is about business. Absolutely. It's yeah. about coaching. Absolutely. But let's make it feel good. And so in a nutshell, I am always observant to what the trends are today. Right. Yep. And how it is evolving. And because I build on tech, I can tweak as I go. A, a third thing and last thing I'll say is content used to be king. Content yeah. used to be king. Used right. To be. Yeah. Uh, when, when the when the Internet came out. That was web one. Okay. Information was king because all of a sudden, again, it's always about convenience. All of a sudden, I didn't have to go to a library and open encyclopedias that were always one or two years old, right? Until the next print mm -hmm. comes. That was, that was the only way we could access information. When web one of the internet came, the black screen with the simple, right, simple white font, right? Yeah. That was when when information for the first time became accessible to consumers. It wasn't beautiful, right? But in Web Web 1, information was king, right? Mm -hmm. Whoever could provide me this information the fastest, right, that was valuable. When Web 2 came, right, content was king. Information, everybody has it, but whose looks the best? Whose feels better, right? Instagram yes, pages got yes. more likes because it felt better, <laughs> right? So for a while, content was king, right? When I came out, content was still king, but something was changing. Mm-hmm. What is king today is community. Why? Absolutely. Because we have built up familiarity and resistance to things that feel spammy and that feel salesy. So when I see now the coach that's pointing to words on the screen on the reel, I scroll past, right? I have fatigue around that. I know it's an ad. I don't trust it. But community is different. People want to feel like they belong to something. They want to feel trust, right? They want to feel deeply ingrained to something that is away from the algorithm, right? That is away mm -hmm. from these addictive systems, right? These addictive platforms that don't really care about our mental health, et cetera. So that community is the crux of Blaze because that's what the world has told me they want, right? And so I yeah. have to leave so with that. So you've adapted, yeah. Exactly right. Great. Yep. So tell me about the Blaze Summit. What is it? When does it happen? And uh, what goes on there? I heard DJs, of course, I've attended one of these, but, you know, just to explain yeah. to someone who's never been, what, yeah. what is the Blaze Summit? Uh, love to. So the Blaze Virtual Summit is this amazing, amazing 5 experience. I that, know. Um, <laughs> 
that happens six times a month. I mean, six, I'm sorry, every six months, twice a year mm-hmm. for Black female entrepreneurs around the world. And um, this is meant to be a indirect rebellion to a lot of the corporate spaces that we've come from that also hold conferences where one time per year at best, they allow us to all come together and see the other three black folk at the company, <laughs> right? We would wait all year, right? But then to let us see the other people that look like us. And that was a highlight of our career every single year, right? It felt like home. And so we do this twice per year for women all around the world so that, again, they live in the land of plenty. They feel it is good every single time and at least every six months, no matter what happened in between that time, at least every six months, they will be guaranteed to meet hundreds and hundreds and thousands of thousands right, of Black women who are on their same journeys. Um, and it is very robust, right? Um, so in, in the winter time, which we have another one coming up this winter, um, the theme is... No longer my burden. No longer my burden. Okay. And in the wintertime, we always uh, lift a message of decompressing Mm -hmm. and learning how to slow down and learning how to give yourself grace. Right. Um, And so No Longer My Burden sings that song. Um, But uh, we always make it eclectic, right? Because we are very complex and we have so many things that we love. So on top of bringing authors and um, coaches and tech experts, uh, we bring DJs and we bring meditation instructors and we Mm -hmm. bring yoga instructors, right? It's very diverse. Um, And this particular summit, it's happening uh, December the 5th through the 9th. Mm-hmm. So save the day, save the day. It is an event, a five-day event, a five-day experience for Black female entrepreneurs all around the world to be edified and lifted and walk away truly more strategic than they were before, with more clarity than they had before, more connected than they had before. And it's the, the web gave us feedback that, that, that said, right, like this went beyond innovation, <laughs> yeah. right? Like yeah. this was so transformational for the people there. And, you know, you're talking about Black women, right? Mm-hmm. Our, our experiences are not mm-hmm. cookie cutter, um, that it was impressive. And so we, yeah, we continue to do that every six months. This is Shazen Layers, and my guest today is founder and CEO of The Blaze Group, LLC, a digital platform helping Black women entrepreneurs to scale and grow their businesses by leveraging technology, accessing business education, and capital. As you just heard, the Blaze Virtual Summit is totally free and you can register right now to participate in the coming week. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Um, In the next part of our conversation, Casey talks about her business model and gives tips on how to get those customers in the door. You know, people talk about top of the funnel, right? And I I would uh, implore all business owners to think about what the top of the funnel is. And so... Mm -hmm. The top of the funnel must always be this low friction, not a big ask thing that you do, right? To own the relationship, to get the email addresses, to get the first and last name, right? And for a lot of people, and I think it's great, okay? Uh, We do this too, right? Mm -hmm. For a lot Mm -hmm. of people, the top of the funnel is a free download, right? Get this workbook and change your life, right? Um, That is what we typically see, right? The Blaze Virtual Summit is the top of our funnel. Right. Yeah. It's and so thousands yeah, of yeah. people come in on five days. Right. What happens when we go deeper into the funnel? Well, um, and we do a lot of things, but I'll particularly speak to uh, the, the business model question on how we generate revenue. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, one way is via our Table and Tribe app. Right. Yeah. Um, so we launched a Table and Tribe app. Um, so our beta uses in, in March. And we pushed it out more publicly. We're still soft around the launch um, as we continue to tweak and, and get mm-hmm. better as we mm-hmm. get feedback. Um, but we launched it um, to a broader community in June, right? And while we have so many incredible things that are free, we have a mastermind, right? A mastermind tier mm-hmm. where people can um, upgrade their 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 experience for a nominal fee. 
and receive business model templates and they receive monthly, you know, uh, mastermind sure. meetings and they mm-hmm. receive mm-hmm. quarterly roundtables with the C-suite that they don't have to pay for, right? With legal, right. CRM, banking, et cetera, right? Um, so that is a deeper way where people can be sticky. Still not a huge ask, right? But it is a, a recurring revenue thing. And the thing about apps is one day, this will happen for Blaze, millions of people will be on that app. Right. Mm -hmm. So even if you think about one million people that have subscribed for a nominal fee, that turns into monthly, on a monthly basis, millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a Blaze Knowledge Academy, right, which um, houses courses. So our signature course, I call this the Big Mac Mm -hmm. uh, of our company, (laughs) similar to McDonald's. There's a lot on the menu, but. They only push There's the big money. You show up, you're like, oh, man. right? Um, so that is our six-week uh, signature course that mm-hmm. gives um, that groundwork knowledge, uh, that basis knowledge on managing the business. So your budgeting, your strategy, your automation, your cash flow projections, strategic networking, and how to do it, and so on and so forth. Um, we have that course, uh, which is self-paced, but. Anybody that comes in gets lifetime access to office hours with me, where it's a Great. free hour, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right, of any questions, any things you want to bounce off, et cetera. And we have private meetings. Um, we're doing a, this Friday, we're doing a homecoming event. Fall time is homecoming in, in America <laughs> for colleges. So Fun. we're doing that for the academy. Um, but then there are more premium offers, depending on how much folks want to lean in, right? And again, we're talking about this funnel and every every Absolutely. round goes higher, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so we have this um this offshore coaching experience called the WFA Immersion Week group coaching experience. And WFA uh in, in the corporate land stands for work from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. You can work from mm-hmm. anywhere and take your laptop and you're fine, right? Uh, what we teach in our WFA Immersion Week group coaching experience is how to work from abroad. Okay, so that is literally getting on a one-way flight and being somewhere for six months or one year or mm-hmm. two years, like I have yeah. done. Right, yeah. and so we go deeper than just um, talking about having a laptop and Wi-Fi. We teach you um, time zone strategy so oh, that you are not yeah. working the graveyard yeah, shift because yeah. you don't have to. Right, mm-hmm. uh, we teach things like you know, the essential tech and what you don't need, right? We mm-hmm. teach uh, how to find community, right? We teach about how to secure housing, so many things, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that happened uh, this year in Cape Town, South Africa. It was absolutely incredible. Yeah. So um, do you cater only to digital nomads or are there other businesses, uh, business owners who are part of this Blaze uh, network and tribe? Yeah, so we have uh, five thousand five hundred Black female entrepreneurs in the in the um, in the community today, and the WFA crowd is only a subsegment, right? We mm-hmm. actually cater to all entrepreneurs. So the Blaze Virtual Summit is for all entrepreneurs. The Blaze Knowledge Academy, all entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Table and Tribe app, all entrepreneurs, right? This just happens to be a certain segment, right, of that mm-hmm. population, and even then, right. This is uh, not service-based or product-based specific. It is if you want to learn how you can do this, right? Yep. Not It doesn't have to be permanent, but if you want to learn how to structure your business in such a way where you can be free and fluid and move around as you, as you please, right, will help you uh, refine and tweak your business model to be that flexible. Yeah, fantastic. Really, really amazing work. So... Um, you refer to we. Who is we? Who's on your team? Who's your personal tribe? Yeah. C-suite. Yeah. Yeah. Love my people, man. I love <laughs> my people. Uh, so my executive assistant sits here in uh, Nairobi, Kenya. I actually decided after I read a lot of books uh, these days around, you know, um, strategy and mindset shifts because now my mind is at the first million, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we've done very, very well. We've hit six figures and all of that jazz, right? But I have to move very differently uh, for the first million. Um, and one thing I learned in my my research is that it's probably a good idea, right? To have a local executive assistant so that we can be partners, so that she can finish my sentence, so that she understands yeah, the five-year yeah. plan while everyone else is in the present, right? Which is, they have to be. Yeah. Um, and so Sylvia Wimbui, uh, she is amazing. Great she lady. is oh. here. 
Oh, you know her. Yes, oh, I yeah, know of her course you know her. The, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, love her to pieces. Uh, and we are, I mean, even in the last 60 days, I mean, we have gone light years ahead of where the pace we were going. Um, with Blaze, I was working out very well. Uh, my marketing lead sits in uh, in, in Nigeria. Oh. Uh, her name is uh huh. Her name is Priscilla. She is amazing. Mm-hmm. She's brilliant. Um, she was my mentor. I mean, my mentee for a while. And um, I always love to see those relationships just just bloom and flourish. I actually inspired her to um, step into entrepreneurship herself, and she's actually killing it. Um, she has a digital marketplace for African artists. Um, and bridging them to Web three, so super dope. Uh, so she's she's my marketing lead. Um, I have a junior consultant that sits in London. Um, oh, wow. She works with me on my consulting projects. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also someone that I that I that I mentored. She became a, a Blaze Fellow in twenty uh, twenty one, mm-hmm. early part of twenty twenty two. We gave her a scholarship to go to London uh, to do her masters, and then. She came on um, about a month ago to be a junior consultant. So as she's working on that business development master's degree, she's actually developing businesses. Uh, yeah, great real life experience. Yeah, amazing stuff. Um, and I have a research analyst um, who produces white papers, um, really deep studies on Black women, um, going beyond the the footnotes and the in the statistics that no one contextualizes for black women because we really want to be leaders in providing actual data mm-hmm. that business models can use right when i was structuring loans there were no models that existed to even capture what we could do right so nobody understood it they didn't have our experiences mm-hmm. so the answer was just no we can't lend to you right yeah. so um with the work that our research analyst is doing she's going really really deep into data really putting it in formats that corporates can um, absorb and digest so that we actually on a, in a systemic way, yeah, right, right, really do influence um, corporates and that'll bring us in more, uh, more consulting clients um, down the road. And uh, my love, uh, my fiance, he actually believed it or not has taken the blaze Instagram page from 230 last October to 59,000 oh, today. Amazing. Um, yeah, he ah. um, he curates the content and the brand aesthetic mm-hmm. um, for Blaze on, on on socials, essentially. And he's really, really studied and learned what Black women want, right? And so it's a big um, it's a big lead magnet for us today as well. Um, and then one more person, Raven. Uh, Raven is in the U.S., so we're in a, a lot of different places. Nice, um, nice. But Raven They're is my walking right hand the talk, for these yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, Raven is my assistant for these Blaze virtual summits. Um, my production assistant. Um, she's studying right now um, on getting a, a Google certification in uh, digital sales and e-commerce, so that mm-hmm. she joins us uh, with the even more technical role in 2023 around paid ads and, and really scaling that. So super awesome. exciting! Oh, yeah. that's really really great. What a nice team! Thank so, you. It's clear what you want to do. You are going for the absolutely <laughs> for the stars, man. Absolutely, <laughs> Fantastic. absolutely. Yeah, thank yeah. you. So you've mentioned Web three, and I want to get into that. Mm-hmm. And I know you are quite active in the metaverse and mm-hmm. teaching, you know, black women how to get on there. Um, yeah. So. Why don't you do a quick overview of what it is you do in that space and why mm-hmm. should black women get in on uh, that game? Absolutely. So um, Web3, and we kind of touched on it a little bit, but Web3 can be thought of as the third version right, of mm-hmm. the Internet. Okay, um, And so in Web1, we were left behind. We were late. Right. Like by the time we got computers in our homes. Right. Like by the time we understood how to do the commands to search things or to compute things, Mm -hmm. we were too late. The rest of the world had moved on. Right. Black women were late. Web two. Same thing. We were late. We were left behind. Right. Web two. um, If if Web one was black and white television. Right. The beginning (laughs) stages of that. Right. Web two was colored TV, right? Web two is the land of Instagram. It's the land of websites, right? It's the land of being found on Google, right? It, be, it went beyond 
just information. It was content and being found, right? And having people actually interact with you in ways that are personable beyond a black and white screen. We were late. The pandemic hit and there were so many people who still were not listed on Google. So many people who still did not oh, have yeah. a website oh, that yeah. actually allowed people to transact. Mm-hmm. Not just a website showing your picture, right? But a way for people to check out, right? We were late. We were left behind in Web 2. And Web 3, if the Web 2 was color television, right? Mm-hmm. Web 3 is 3D. It is going oh, to yeah. the movies and you think the person is right there and they're going to touch you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Web 3 is the land of being fully immersed. And instead of being on the internet, you are yeah, in, uh, in. The mm-hmm. internet, mm-hmm. right? In the land of Web3, there's an avatar where you're walking around spaces, shopping in stores, and the avatar looks like you. It has braids. It has your, the your color of your skin. You move your hand at home in your chair, and inside of the store in the metaverse, right, it, it moves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the beautiful thing is we're early. If we move now, we're early. How do I know? I know because it's October 2022 and, and Facebook just changed its name to Meta at the end of 2022. I mean yeah, 2021, right? Mm-hmm. They just did it. We, we we're lit we are literally parallel tracking to the behemoths of the world, right? Yeah. And so why does web3 matter? <clears throat> web3 matters because just as I mentioned that people are now wanting community and why they want community, right? They want real connection, right? They want things that feel genuine. They don't want to be marketed to, et cetera. Uh, Web3 is taking off because when you hear things like cryptocurrency, right? Mm -hmm. The reason that people care about cryptocurrency is is because they don't have to wait on the government to print money and decide that they are worthy of it. Right. You literally are in a decentralized place where anybody can be a part of it. There is no exclusion. Right. There is no there is no uh, clicks. Right. Blockchain technology, which is the record of everything on Web3, everything in the metaverse. It keeps it fair. Right. You know who owns what? I'll give an example. Okay, Um, Somebody can make a song today. Right. Uh, Nas does this. Uh, somebody can make a song today, right? And they can push it out instead of our traditional platforms, they can push it out in Web3, right? And whoever buys that song, right, off of the Web3 technology, right, on a permanent public record, it belongs to them. That means if anybody burned the song, you know it's a fake, you know it's a counterfeit. It's very hard to to capture counterfeits today. But because it's on blockchain technology and there's a record that the government does not control, that rich people do not control, is truly uh, democratic or, or, or equal and even, right? A person owns that unique um, asset, right? That unique digital asset. Songs are digital assets today, yeah. right? Yep. And only they can sell it and profit from it. It's the original, right? Mm-hmm. Artwork today, Somebody can photocopy the PNG file, the JPEG file, and you don't know who. So it's worthless, right? Because I can copy it. Only the originals in the house, right, are of value. If somebody publishes artwork, a person in Africa, right, who who doesn't have access, hadn't have had access to the global economy before, they can publish their artwork in an NFT. There's only one original. It has a serial number, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. It has this unique string um, that is an identifier on the blockchain, right? And they can sell their work. Why is this important, Casey? Because today, before Web3, the people who are still operating in Web2, the only way they can sell their art is if they go to galleries and the gallery takes a 30 to 50% commission. The gallery has the relationships. People yeah. can't come back to those artists, right? Yeah. Or if they figure out how to make somebody care about their art on some website, it's very hard, right? But Web3... Almost, almost for free, right? People can create digital assets and sell them to people uh, who want to collect these items, right? And that person has ownership, it's in the record, and that person can sell that unique copy to someone else, right? So it is all of a sudden this way of having true ownership without the government interfering, without the elite saying only we can have access to this. And so I'll, I'll bring it home by saying this will be similar to what Blockbuster did not want to believe about what Netflix was doing, okay? Convenience is everything. I'm telling you, I promise y'all. Ease. (laughs) This ease, right? This will be 
the way that we operate in the world. I promise you. We I think it's it. something that we can order food on Uber Eats and Postmates and it comes to our houses. In Web3, you will be able to shop in the, your favorite grocery store, literally look at the vegetables that are there, literally pick it up, right? And mm-hmm. see it and see if the apple is bruised. You will be able to see the expiration date and choose that to go in your heart, your cart. And that is what will come to your house. Mm-hmm. Literally. Literally, you buy artwork and it's an NFT, you can literally have a meeting room. I have a meeting room in the in the metaverse where people want to have meetings with me in, in, in 3D in the metaverse. They come to my office. I can buy NFTs and put that on my wall and I can have a Picasso, right, that is unique and it is mine. I can buy shoes today from Nike in the metaverse. If I don't want to wear the shoes that everybody has on, I can pay $30 for unique shoes and it's only mine or or, a, or unique Jordans, right? So, yeah. so Steph Curry is creating shoes in the metaverse, right? Like, this is how the world will operate. How do I know? It's already happening. We're still early though. Yeah. Gucci. Yeah. Gucci has a store in the metaverse. When people buy a Gucci bag, it comes to their house two days later. They bought it in the metaverse. They picked it up in the metaverse. They looked at the size in the metaverse. They talked to a salesperson in the metaverse, right? This is where we're going. And so it is imperative, right? If you want to be part of the, the fabric making, being part of what the fabric of this looks like versus people appropriating all of our ideas, right? Mm-hmm. Appropriating our way of speaking. You should actually be part of building it so it's not appropriation. We own it. It's ours. The blockchain says so, right? Yeah. And anytime that money moves hands, right? Our people are benefiting from it because we have ownership. That is the why um, people should move and why people should care and why people should learn more about it. Casey Richardson is my guest today. And in the next segment, we talk about leadership, legacy, Oprah Winfrey, and a whole bunch of other personal thoughts and goals. Casey mentions her memoir in this next section of the interview. And I will, of course, leave a link to it in the show notes. And this is probably the most animated part of our conversation. And my guest speaks from her heart about what she wants to achieve. First, her thoughts on the type of leader that she is. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk about you and your leadership style. How would you describe sure. that? <laughs> um, I would say I'm 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 real. So beyond these buzzwords like authentic, like mm-hmm. I am real. Um, I, I I say what I feel. I do not try to impress you with all of the big words that I know or the how how close I can get my my accent to British talk, right? All of these things <laughs> that we are taught to do. Mm-hmm. I am that girl from South Carolina that shows up in her braids and keeps it a book, right? And my people understand. Those who mm-hmm. I'm called to speak to mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying. Um, my leadership style is safe, right? I, I I very often have women crying and they don't understand why, but I do because they're safe and they have not they have not felt that safe, right? And they have not been that affirmed in their journey uh, to date. Um, and, and so I think that's a consistent part of the way that I show up. And I'm a protector. And I think everybody uh, in the tribe knows that, right? Like, I'm, I keep it a buck, okay? Like, I'm not trying to convince anybody on why they should care about us. If you coming over here and you say you want to talk to my women, right? You better already have a, a record, a history, mm-hmm. right? A, a persona, a, a, a spirit, of serving us, of showing up and serving us, edifying us, being patient with us, earning our trust. And if you do not, it's a no for me, dog, right? Like protection, protecting my people um, is so important to me because I know what it feels like to be unprotected. I know what it feels like for the people who are supposed to um, lead and guide and direct me to be crippled in fear, right? Mm. Crippled because of systemic things that have taught them to hate themselves, right? Mm. Um, and so it is imperative for me to showcase that that leadership um, so that I build many cases in the world who do the same thing, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. what's the worst? What is what is the worst that can happen? That's how I feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. um, I, I would have fainted lest I believe to experience goodness in the land of the living, goodness in the land of the living. So if on the other side of this is death. That's fine. While I am here, I'm going to experience goodness in the land of the yes. living. Um, and so those are the three things that, that <laughs> matter most to me. Yeah. In your own words, what makes you the right leader for an entity like Blaze? Mm, that's a beautiful question. I am the right leader 
for an entity like Blaze because this is my life. This is my story. I, I don't have to study what I'm talking about. I am the woman whose mother was murdered when she was one and had to figure it out as a child going from home to home. I am the woman who was abused uh, by the man she loved with all of her heart and had been with for 10 years, right? And, mm-hmm. and had to divorce and start my life from scratch in a place that I'd never been to be safe and mm-hmm. hide in plain mm-hmm. sight, right? I am the woman who, you know, had a very plush job, so much security and still walked away because his purpose was higher. And I knew it. I knew it was bigger than me. Right. And so because I am the personification, right, of Mm -hmm. my wildest dreams and and what it will continue to be. And I am, you know, big mama. I am the woman that I look at who who cries. I am the woman who's afraid, but does it scared anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, That is why, like, I'm not, I am not regurgitating you know, palatable lines that I, that I saw on TV, you know, I am, I am the black woman who is worthy of access and capital and resources and network um, and so many other things. Yeah. So if we had to talk about self-doubt, because there are days Mm -hmm. when, you know, it just comes out of nowhere and you feel like an imposter, it happens to all of us. What are the some of the hacks or tools that you use to kind of manage that? Yeah, I'd say it's my tribe. You know, I, I'll, I'll think just I'll say just recently, right? I um, received an inbound from a, a company in the U.S. that wanted consulting work, and I've done amazing things already. I've proven myself, you know, so much, but still, right? Mm. I was willing to undercharge them. Because I, you know, I'm like, well, they don't have budget for that. And, you know, they could use a favor and they're a nonprofit, right? And I talked to my dad. I talked to my dad, Kay. And, you know, and I, and I actively do this stuff, right? Because I know I don't have to lead from a vacuum. I don't have to build from a vacuum, right? I, I, I have my community on speed dial. My, 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 my pops, especially mm-hmm. my therapist, especially, yes. <laughs> right. My babe, right. Like I literally have folks on speed dial, right. And by the time I got a phone, my dad, he had four, he told me to four X my price. Right. Um, yes. and I did that pitch. Okay. And by the end of the conversation with the company, the price at 10 X from what I originally Whoa. said, I mean, just imagine powerful. Yeah. And so, I'd say that's how I manage self-doubt. I I lean on my tribe. Um, I was triggered about two months ago when I heard a song about tra- childhood trauma that a, that a man experienced. And when I heard it, it came out of nowhere. Like I never, I had packed this part of my life down so good. Yeah. I thought I could die yeah, with it, yeah. right? But it caught me out of nowhere and it triggered me so painfully, right? And so on speed that I called my therapist and said, hey, we gotta start the sessions back up. Right, this is growth because I wasn't always sure. this person, right? Um, but, you know, speaking, speaking to her and her affirming and saying that wasn't your fault, you know, or wow, that must have been so terrible. Or, you know, mm-hmm. all of these things. It's just like, oh, like the guilt for whatever reason that I that I felt right. I'm feeling like I could have done something differently. Or I, my, my little young self, my little elementary school age self, right, could have done something differently. Um, you know, it affirmed me and it helped to heal me and helped me to to remove that self guilt. And so, you know, all mm-hmm. these things. Right. So. Um, that is my how, like very real time. I lean into vulnerability into the people who I know will carry yeah. me. Yeah. I know running a business, uh, the bottom line is how you measure success. But, you know, how do you personally measure success? That's a great question. Um, you know, I'd say impact is really big for me. And so some of the things that I, I mean, the bottom line is important, but in the beginning years for me, right? That is not the even number one on my list, right? Because I know where I'm going. Like this thing. So I'll I'll give an example. So, um, and this could be controversial. Uh, I don't. I haven't (laughs) talked to this. Talked about this too, like openly. I've talked to this with like people, kind of one on one, two on two. But Oprah Mm -hmm. is similar to many of the black greats that we know. Oprah. When she dies, okay, that's it. Like, that's it. Oprah, her equity is in her name. That's it. And Oprah probably made a lot of money, right? She probably makes a lot of money. 
But when Oprah dies, that's it. Is that true for uh, Bill Gates, the founder of Microsoft? No, like Microsoft will live on. Was that true for uh, Steve Jobs? No, Apple will live on, right? But I can go down a list of many people like that. That's the best we got, right? For black women. Madam CJ Walker, she did amazing stuff for women, for black women hair care, right? But Madam CJ Walker, like what, where's the product? What was the name of the product? Do we know? No, we don't, right? Like so many times, right? We don't even know it. And I'm great, I'm grateful that my the person that poured into me and said, Casey Richardson and Co is your personal brand, is Blaze. I, I wasn't thinking about mm-hmm. that yet, right? And I didn't have anybody to look to to understand how to think about brand equity, right? I was looking at the greats I saw and I knew their names. And they were black women, Michelle Obama. But when she's gone, what is left? What 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 we got? Ayala Von Zant. I can I can go on and 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 on, right? Um, but when they're gone, who has something that lives beyond? Now the white men, we can say this stuff all day, right? Nike's gonna be here. Apple's gonna be here, right? I can go on, right? And so that is why bottom line <clears throat> is not. I'm looking at today because I know my goal is to reach millions and one day billions, literally, because at some point it's going to be beyond black women. It's going to be beyond like I am going to be looked at as a leader, a visionary. Blaze is going to be looked at as as a model, right, by which people can disrupt entire ecosystems Mm -hmm. and say we don't even need gatekeepers. Right. So survival, right, sustaining, right, being in the game long enough that it happens is 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 important to me. So what does that look like? It looks like the size of our, our reach, our community. How many continents are we in? Right. How many people recognize our brand the way they recognize the golden arch? It's those things that will live forever, yep. right? Just like McDonald's, right? Very well made, right? I don't even know who made <laughs> McDonald's, right? He's gone, <clears throat> right? But it lives forever. And so those are honestly the markers uh, for me. Continents we're in, it is our level of influence, like the number of business models that we absolutely disrupt. And in, in one day, somebody saying, you know, this was a prototype for the way we did that, right? Um, that is going to, that way, my babies, 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 babies will still benefit from what I did today. So this little bottom line stuff today, it, I mean, it's cool. It, it sustains me. It keeps me building, right? But um, success for me is just so much bigger than that. Ooh. Man, Oprah fans, including myself, are coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I get it, right? I I, I, I get it, and I, I don't I don't knock it. Like no, no, no. I know. I know exactly what you a, mean. A model yeah, to look yeah, at. I know exactly yeah. what you mean. It's a it's it's a different game that they are playing, and I I guess I mean that's the mm-hmm. world that they came up in, and um, exactly yeah. right. Exactly yeah. right. So Casey, if I'm a Big, successful, famous publisher with bottomless pockets. I give you a massive advance and I say, write your memoir. What would you call it and why? Yeah, um, it's out. It's called Pain Unseen, The Truths That Lie Beneath My Strength. <laughs> Go get it. Okay. Go get it. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we uh, invest a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of millions in your biopic. Who do you pick to be mm. the lead actress? Who's mm. going to play you? That's deep. I have to say Kiki Yay! Palmer. Um, I love her. Yeah, I'd have to say yeah. Kiki Palmer. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. She she takes up space, mm-hmm. man. She is so unapologetic. She says things that I think people have to catch in the parking lot. Like, it's just so... <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely her. Yeah, fab. So, um, here we are. Uh, Blaze Summit is coming up next. And what else is in your immediate future? Yeah, so um, at the top of the year, we're doing our very first U.S. tour where we're going to hit seven cities. I will be there in person. I will give (laughs) hugs. I will do... Yeah, I will do some intimate um, coaching circles with people Mm -hmm. live. Um, So yeah, that's, that's... going to be February the 11th through the 21st. We're going to hit Charlotte, North Carolina, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, D.C., Brooklyn, New York, Houston, Texas, Mm. Chicago, Illinois, and Oakland, California. Um, (laughs) That's going to be super dope. And the the title 
um, of that tour is Pain Unseen, mm. The Secret Garden, nice. The Secret nice. Garden Tour. So we're going to really dig into the things that are very much adjacent to entrepreneurship, but doesn't get pe- unpacked enough, right? We're going to talk about decolonized mm-hmm. leadership. We're going to talk about healing. We're going to talk about uh, so many things that are that are crucial with the journey. Um, and I'll, I'll be there in person to help uh, folks navigate that, right? Um, and we'll have a three-month follow-on for anybody, anybody that participates, a uh, three-month follow-on mentorship program. I'm just going to continue to provide support thereafter. Mm-hmm. Great. And how does one get to attend one of these um, sessions? Yes. So, everyone, <laughs> um, go to blazegroupllc.com slash tour. So, in five years' time, when we catch up, Mm. (laughs) what's the story Mm. you'll be telling yeah uh five years when we catch up casey will have expanded her family she will uh be enjoying life with uh her husband exciting and her kids yeah uh a bride still still living probably not nairobi probably some other Mm -hmm. part of the world that we Mm -hmm. decide to um to make home right I will have uh, brick and mortar sites for sure for Blaze, mm. um, for Blaze employees. I want to come into offices and, uh, and and we'll have a uh, culture that the world can see. Uh, my employees will always have their have time off when they're on their when they're menstruating. Mm. Always. Mm. Not no discussion, no permission needed. So push my meeting off, push their meeting mm-hmm. off. Really like protecting folk, yes. right? And, and teaching them that they're not secondary yep. right so it's a revenue and all these crazy things um blaze will blaze will be a staple in the culture man but i think several cultures like not just in the u.s uh we're gonna have continue to have those virtual summits but we'll have in-person summits in south africa in nigeria in tanzania in kenya in america in these seven spots that i'm talking about we're planting those mm-hmm. seeds today intentionally so that we build up concentration in these pockets where we can partner with real companies, right, and do huge things. So um, that's that's definitely something. And then I'll say we're going to have intentional real estate where we have co-working sessions in multiple places around the world where mm. Black women go mm. into work and they see art on the walls that feel like home. And they can literally pull up in person with entrepreneurs and collaborate and so yeah. many things, right? But we, w- we, w- we will be taking up so much more space, uh, visible space in the world. Wonderful. And that is all from me this time around. And before I sign off, I should let you know that I had a very long think about whether to include Casey's thoughts and my comments on Oprah's legacy. And um, I came to the conclusion that I do not fully agree with her for several reasons. And it makes me want to have a follow-up conversation at some point. But uh, my reasons include the work Oprah is doing with OWN, um, her school in South Africa and its graduates, and the fact that she's still alive. We don't know what will happen. Anyway, I'm more curious about what you think of our conversation in this regard. Uh, let me know by leaving a voice message on our contact page on the website, shadesandlayers.com. Thank you, Casey, for sharing your wonderful and inspiring journey. And thanks to you for listening. Remember to tell a friend about Shades and Layers. I'm Kutlana Skosana Ritchie. And until next time, please do take good care.